Welcome to the Create and Grow Rich Podcast. This is your host, Janine Letford, and these are your Diamond Mentor Moments. These are just short snippets, really bite-sized content to give you a push in creative thinking and a push in cultural competency, and really just leave you with a few gems to keep you on the right track to intercultural creativity. Really looking at the introductory elements of intercultural creativity. What is it? What is it about? And how it will be the ace up your sleeve for this future of work. What is intercultural creativity and how will it be an effective element for your team, your leadership building, and all of that good stuff? First of all, my name is Janine Lefford. For those of you who don't know me, I am an educator by trade, a speaker, and an author on this important topic called intercultural creativity. We have the seven gems, and we're going to talk about what those seven gems are and how they are going to be critical. First, looking at technology. If you see that technology has been progressing and advancing at optimal speed, we can't even keep up. I just heard a stat that's called the one and a half, five year continuum, basically, that the skills that you're learning today, a half of those skills will be obsolete in five years for tech skills. So with technology going on and on and on, we have to make sure that we have these transferable skills in place, the skills that I'm going to be talking about today. So looking at the essential aid technologies and how they're changing the landscape, you have your AI, your VR, your Internet of Things, robotics, machine learning, all of those elements are changing the way that we do work. But the elements that are the same, that have always been the same since the beginning of time, creativity, empathy, perspective shifting, curiosity, those elements need to be resurged and redeveloped in us. And here is the reason why. When I talk about intercultural creativity, I like to define the terms. What is creativity? First of all, we have a third of the population that thinks creativity is only artistry. So we need to make sure we clear that up because we have people walking around saying, I'm not creative because I can't dance like Justin Timberlake. I can't sing like Whitney Houston, so I'm not creative. That is a fallacy, meaning creativity is not solely artistry. Creativity is so much more. It involves artistry, and I'm an artist by trade as well, so I believe it is a big part of my creative development, but it's not solely artistry. So there's a lot of people who are in other fields that aren't dealing with the arts, you're creative as well. So please keep that in mind. Going forth, we are using the definition that creativity is the process of problem finding and problem solving with with relevance, value, and novelty. That's the definition that I am bringing out to the world of what creative thinking is. Creative thinking operates on several cognitive processes that we all have access to, such as divergent thinking, reframing associations, unobvious associations, combinatory thinking, and metaphorical thinking, to name a few. There's a lot more, but those are just a few. And the fact that these are skills, right? Creativity is a capacity we all have, but it's a skill that we can develop that means it's it's here for all of us. So the World Economic Forum listed creativity as the number one skill needed in 2020 and beyond, needed in the workforce. So this is something that we should be paying attention to. Creativity is key. It will unlock the ideas that we need to solve these difficult problems that we are currently in. But how about intercultural creativity? Where does the intercultural come from? I'm glad you asked. When we are creative, we have to understand that our cultural experiences 
really affects the way that we see ourselves as creatives and that we see the creative potential of others. And that's what intercultural creativity is about. Before I get to the whole term of intercultural creativity, let's be aware when I say culture, I don't just mean ethnic culture or national culture. Culture is just a group of people with a well-set divine values, beliefs, and systems that they're agreed upon. Okay, you can have a tech culture, a soccer mom culture, a gaming culture. It's just a group of, of people with set values, beliefs, and systems that they've agreed upon. So culture can mean anything. You have a work culture, right? You have a home culture, a place of worship or faith culture. It, it runs the gamut. And so someone who is high in cultural competence, that's what we're looking at here. That's the intercultural part. They are high in cultural self-understanding and they're high in cultural other understanding. So they have the capacity to shift perspective and behavior based on commonalities, differences by experiencing cultures and individuals with a greater level of complexity. So you see, I've devised the seven gems of intercultural creativity that talk specifically to this. But here was the ha-ha moment. The fact that intercultural competency could be developed. Here's a great um, continuum that shows the developmental mindsets of intercultural competency development, something called the IDC that Professor Hammer put out a long, a long time ago. He talks about people increasing this capability to shift cultural perspectives. And we know that creativity can be developed as well. And that was my aha moment that I saw that the cognitive processes and the cognitive structures that creativity sits on, they're the same cognitive processes that cultural competence sits on. So you can actually develop both of them together. They interact with one another and they're actually highly correlated as well. The creative capacity and potential of someone is highly affected by the cultural competency of that person, their ability to connect with different people, different cultures, different environmental cultures with complexity and, and able to shift perspectives and adapt. So what are these seven gems, these, these seven pillars that both of these sit on? I'm gonna go through these quick and then I'll go through them a little bit deeper within the short presentation. Creative growth mindset, the empathetic way, cultural observation, cultural curiosity, perspective shifting, authentic adaptation and being a bridge. So the first one, really quick, this is just a short live and my whole keynote goes over these deeper and the book that is coming out very soon, hopefully this month or next month, it goes over that really, really deep. So creative growth mindset, based off of the work of Carol Dweck, these are areas that can be developed. If you don't think that they can be developed, then you won't be developing. The mind is a very powerful tool. And so whatever you tell it, it's going to take in as truth. So first understanding that you are creative and you can develop the skill is the first step. Understanding that you can develop your ability to connect with people with different lived experiences is the first step. So having a creative growth mindset is key. The next gem is the empathetic way. I call it having an open mind and open heart, all right? So empathy has really gained a lot of steam in the past decade or so when people realizing, oh, wait, I have to lead and, and have be empathetic and take time to understand and connect with people. Yes, you do. 
And empathy is a big, big element in creative thinking, your ability to connect with what's going on, to be sensitive to environmental cues, to be sensitive to patterns, to be sensitive to emotional cues. That is a part of creative thinking. Likewise, a part of cultural competence, your ability to understand people from their different lived perspectives, empathy plays a role. That's why this is a gem number two. The number one indicator of a highly creative person is openness to experience. The number one indicator of a highly culturally competent person is openness to people with different lived experiences. So this gem, the trainings that we do under this gem are just really deep cognitive emotional trainings because you had to get to the root of the empathy way. The next gem that I love is cultural observation. Observation really hasn't had a, a huge, huge um, showing during this whole switch of leadership training. You hear about empathy, you know, sales training, communication training, even a little bit of cultural competence, but no one's really talking about observation. And so I want Cafe Strategies and my research to really bring this up to the forefront because what you experience really dictates what you observe and what you observe dictates what you experience. And, and your creativity is based off of your ability to be observant. The word ob observe comes from the Latin. It means to attend to. It doesn't mean just to see. It means what are you paying attention to? And the brain, it deals with some selective attention. So you have to really retrain your brain to open up your mind gates and open up your imagination and open up your physical and intuition senses to start paying attention to more things, new things, and things that were previously in your blind spots. Needed for creative thinking, it's definitely needed for cultural competence, observing people in a whole new way. I see you and I see me. We talk about you looking at yourself looking at the different facets of how you see the world in a whole new way. Your next gem, cultural curiosity. Now, I had on my podcast, if you've been following my, my podcast, that Dr. Allison Hoistmeister came to, to visit us on our podcast, and she has her PhD in workplace curiosity. And she said that curiosity is one of the defining elements of a CEO that can lead the organization in times of a VUCA environment, right? Volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. So if you can lead in a VUCA environment, your curiosity has to be very, very High intercultural creativity involves intercultural curiosity. Perspective shifting. I love this one. I just did a workshop this morning on perspective shifting on my podcast. Again, I had Dr. Michael Platt, one of the top neuroscientists in the nation at the Wharton Business School, talked about the importance of leadership, leadership increasing their ability to shift perspectives and to take perspectives of other people, especially people in various levels of an organization. Perspective shifting involves your imagination. That's why it's an intercultural creative tool, creative element. It involves your imagination and it involves your ability to connect with other people by taking their perspective. So understanding the concept on how to perspective shift, the things you can do throughout the day to take the perspective of others, your imagination play on taking the perspective of others is key for leadership and for all levels of your organization. If we learned anything these past two years, we learned about adaptation. Now, I labeled this gen authentic adaptation. 
someone who has the ability to adapt either creatively in different environmental situations or culturally in different cultural situations, authentic adaptation is really important because you want to adapt while still being true to your North Star. So I'm I, of course, trained through all of my gems and, and I, that's why I'm proposing them. And when I adapt, I'm still true to who I am. I've done the work of my core values. I know what I, I believe and I'm OK with dialectical thinking of holding opposing thoughts in, in my mind at the same time. It's OK with me. But when I adapt, I know where I, I stand and what I believe in. At the same time, I'm still able to adapt and be culturally relevant in the different groups that I may find myself in. So authentic adaptation, you want people on your team who know how to ad adapt quickly. And there's a great TED talk I talk about in the book by Dr. Kang. With her patience and her psychology practice, she said the people who are mostly on top with successful, well-balanced, well-being lives, those are the ones who know how to adapt. So taking this gem seriously, doing the exercises that I talk about during this gem is key. My final gem, the seventh gem, the purple gem, right, gem of royalty, that where we all want to get to, even though it's a lifelong journey, is being a bridge. Being a bridge. When you think about war, you think about what do you do to take out your opponent? You destroy their bridges. You destroy their, their ports of, of access for resources. A bridge is an element, a tool to get resources back and cross from entities. You don't want to destroy bridges for the seven gems of intercultural creativity. You want to build bridges. Even more, you want to be a bridge. So understanding what that means to be a bridge, understanding what it means to be adaptable, to be aware of your surroundings, to be aware of other people and their lived experiences, to have different communication levels, and also to be good at boundary spanning. I talk about boundary, boundary spanning in the book, the five different types of boundary spanning in order to be an effective bridge in your organization. The diversity diamond is a fun one. We use this in all of our trainings to have people do a lot of self-reflection work. John Dewey, he says, great ideas come from sensation and reflection. So really, really looking at how do you reflect and then how do you use that information in order to cause change? We don't just want to be aware of things. We want to cause change and change our mindsets and our behavioral outputs as well. So how do we use the diversity diamond for that? We are in a new era. We have to use our imagination. There is no more debate. There's no more discussion whether this is important. People are starting to listen to people who, like myself and my other colleagues, who are talking about the importance of creativity, functional agility, marginalized consequence, you know, having these environments where people can really turn on their innovation network in their brain and really have these new ideas come to be. This is a time for this now. How do we reimagine the future of work that involves all of us together? So I'm so excited to be back with you. I'll be coming back every Wednesday talking about just different topics of intercultural creativity, how it connects with you as an adult, how it connects with you as the inner child inside of you as an adult, how your brain's working, how your emotions are working, and how you work together as a team. Like I said before, my book is coming out very soon. Uh, you can go to JanineLetford.com to go uh, pre-order it or to go ch check it out. It is, um, I believe it's my life work. I'm really just 
happy with it. I'm really proud of the message that it's going to send out. So go check it out on JanineLetford.com. And if you have a little one or if you know of a little one or if you've seen a little one from afar and you want to be be compassionate and kind to a little one check out my son's book I am creative what I did with this book with him is I just watched him and I put all of his actions in the book so he composed the book he co-wrote the book by showing me his creativity that he was born with we're all born with and what I did is is I attributed them to the 16 diamond tools of creative thinking so the mini book that I wrote uh, last year the 16 diamond tools of creative thinking he actually walks them out in his everyday life and we just put them together and at the end of the book I do talk to the parents and the teachers and any of, of the caretakers. And I tell you what's going on and why it's important and how to be aware of it. Sadly, us adults, we squash the creative thinking of our kids, sometimes without even knowing it. We're not, we're not just paying attention. We don't understand what curiosity looks like. We don't understand what functional agility and functional fixedness is. We don't understand um, imaginative play, the importance of imaginative play. So now's the time to make sure our kids are graduating into adulthood and into the workforce with their creative abilities in Tact. We have to be more mindful of that. And so this book is my first step and my son's first step of being a part of the solution. So thank you so very much for watching this live. I hope you are healthy. I hope you are creative and your mental and emotional health is where it needs to be. Please, um, if you need to see any of our, our work, you can you can reach out to me. I'm at JanineLeffer.com. I'm also at CafeStrategies.com, and that is the company portal where we do our trainings. We have our keynote speakers. We have amazing speakers on board that they're just looking to really spread the the word of creativity with their expertise. We have unconscious bias speakers, we have organizational strategists, we have Lego series play certified trainers, and we are opening our certification for intercultural creativity in 2022. So stay tuned, stay connected, and stay creative. We will see you next time.